Have you ever had black paint thrown on you by a pro-abortion college student? Let's talk about how you can respond. Come debrief with us. Hey, I'm Lexi, and joining me as always are Seth and Ethan, and we're debriefing pro-life outreach. Ethan, give us an outreach highlight from last week. Outreach highlight. Well, uh, I did hear one thing that was really ironic. We were at high school outreach a few days ago, and we had an older gentleman walk by us, yelling at us that we shouldn't be out there, and uh, telling us he knew all about abortion, and he was for it, and that he was Catholic. And that was probably one of the most ironic things I've heard in a while. The pro-abortion Catholic. That is interesting. So it's it's not unusual. Someone's walking by and, and yeah. upset that we are there. But I, I'm, he mentioned he was Catholic. Or had, how did oh no, he... that was a part of his his reasoning for being Wait, pro-abortion. Sorry, rewind, please explain. So he's walking past. He's like you. He he was telling us that we were sinning by being out there showing high schoolers pictures of abortion, oh. um, and said, you know, I'm pro-choice because I'm Catholic. And I was like, I I don't think that's how that how that works. And I also had Gabriel Vance with me there who yelled after Catholic. them and who is Catholic and was like, um, no, you can't be pro-abortion and Catholic at the same time. Those are mutually exclusive. So that was, that was very ironic. Well, yeah, I was, uh, I'll that outreach. And before he got down to them, I was standing like a good ways down yeah. from him. So he probably couldn't even hear, but he yelled at us. Like, if you, you don't know what sin is, if you knew yep. what sin is, yeah. you wouldn't be here. Anyways, it's very weird, uh, but he was a little odd, an odd fellow, but he did not really care to have a conversation with us, but he definitely is memorable for he sure. He was schooling you. He was. He was schooling, he was schooling us. us. Yes. So. Well, that's really sad. I mean, uh, I know we're going to get into the conversation, but just the whole idea of seeing someone exposing evil and saying it's sin to expose it rather than sin to do that evil is yeah. pretty tragic. So we have a clip that is actually going to be probably, hopefully a once in a, what's it a year or once in a lifetime event for Critical, because I don't really want this to become a thing where we get paint thrown all over us. I guess we've gotten spray paint. I can't paint. wait to hear what you're going to say, because you said how we should respond. Like, do you mean like how you should get the paint out of your hair? <laughs> what do you mean? This is a how-to uh, Take a few showers. Probably don't take, I don't, would, would, hot water wouldn't do anything. No, wouldn't, I don't think like, so. Uh, no, so yeah, you just we'll have probably, to ask Maggie. Yeah, Maggie, the producer, was actually the one who got paint all over her but she was at the university of illinois chicago and that was during the road trip for life to chicago and she had a ton of black paint just poured on her i guess tossed on her yeah. all in her hair on her face all down her clothes even went and hit her gopro right in the perfect spot where yep. it covered the lens okay mm. so That's good well aim aimed. on this girl yeah. yes very good aim very unfortunate and for anybody who hasn't seen maggie she is a beautiful 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 red hair and it got black paint on it it was a disgrace to begin with but anyways so this this girl was mad, obviously, that we were showing victims of abortion and mad really just in general that we were trying to stand against abortion. And so prior to her throwing paint, she actually tried to knock down two signs, just really like toss them down. If you yeah. want to see the videos of this, we're by the time you're listening to this, we're going to have it up on our Instagram debrief with us on Instagram and you can watch the clips of all this happening because that will obviously be better than you just hearing it happen. It's much more understandable when you're watching it. So make sure to go look that up on debrief with us on Instagram. But 
Anyways, let's just get into this. So the audio clip that you're going to hear is her having a little exchange with Evangeline, who's on staff with us. And then she's going to try to knock down the signs after Evangeline leaves the conversation to go talk to some administration at the school who's there to meet with her. Oh my God. Listen, a fetus is a healthy organism, so it can be classified under the seven categories that create a life. It can't live on its own. Actually, it has more characteristics to a parasite than it does to No, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. Parasite. It, it can't cares. live without a toast. Parasite can't live without a, a parasite is a different species than no, a No, 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 no. Yeah. No, 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 no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that went pretty quick, didn't it? Yes, wow. it did. It did. So she she was talking to Evangeline for like probably two minutes or something before this. Um, so I just clipped it at the end of that conversation because it wasn't really going anywhere. But basically, she was claiming her whole her main point was the fetuses and embryos are not whole organisms. They're not complete organisms. And so abortion isn't wrong. She also stated that embryos do not fit the seven criteria for life and that they are more like a parasite than a human being. So just off the bat, with even her arguments that she's giving, besides the fact that she tried to knock down her signs and threw pain on Maggie, we can see some errors there. Seth, or Actually, Seth, I'm not even going to go to you because okay. I have a question for Ethan. Ethan right, was dude, at this outreach, yeah. okay? Uh, were you even around this? Could you? Were you an eye shot of this? I, I was with an eye shot of this, but I don't think I noticed it because I was talking to somebody else. Okay, okay. Um, yeah. There were a lot of other uh, uh, staff members around, though, at this time. So um, I guess Ethan was one of the lucky ones who didn't have to be right next to it. But were you hearing the same argument? I haven't really heard this argument that uh, fetuses are not complete organisms. Did you hear that argument on campus that day? I have never had someone bring that up. Okay. Me before. Interesting. So Seth, have you ever heard that? Hmm. I mean, I, I think so. It's, it's a little bit tricky because the, uh, some people disagree on the exact criteria. Most scientists agree to like the three or four main criteria for being a biological living organism. So when she references these seven criteria, she may be taking kind of a view from a, a more controversial, not accepted position. So I think that's probably what she's yeah. referring to there. Okay. That's why we don't go with these seven criteria because, again, that's, that's beyond the bounds of normal biologists, right? Okay. So most agree on the few. What we'd say like response to stimuli, metabolism, converting food, energy, homeostasis things like that, right? There's a solid core in the, in the, uh, what was agreed upon. Okay. Interesting. So that's good to know. Cause I was like seven, I don't know all mm -hmm. seven of them, but that makes sense. So after she made her arguments, Evangeline was, um, needing to talk to the administration at this time. They had just shown up actually like right when this girl sh uh, showed up to start yelling at them. And so she steps away as she turns her back to talk to the administration, Ava was holding on to one of the signs that this girl then tried to knock mm. down. Ava's hand was on it, so it didn't, you know, go flying into the road. But then she went to the next sign right next to it and tried to do the same thing. Wasn't completely successful in, like, tearing down the sign or anything. Didn't cause any damage to it. But she was just fuming, fuming mad. Mm. My question for her is, why are you mad if none of this is real? Yeah then why do you care? That's what I really want to ask people. If all these images are fake, if all we're saying is just nonsense, why is it upsetting you so much? Yeah. 
And I guess there's no answer to that other than they know it's real on some level and they don't yeah. really want to admit it and it's just hard for them. But she was obviously kind of upset at this point. Right, like I keep, what was it, just like last week, can't remember where we were exactly, but people were saying that these are silicone babies that we have found and put ketchup on or whatever, right? So if it's a harmless delusion and it's clearly fake, I guess they might say, well, it looks real, right? But yeah. it's bizarre, it's just harmless um lies it can be easily exposed but they don't just come out as exposed as fake they come out and need to censor it mm -hmm. yeah. there's a goal there i want to tear this down well and the interesting thing about her is she not only wanted to you know knock the signs down but she wanted to display or to commit i don't want to say commit harm because that may be too extreme i don't want to you know represent her more negatively than she did i mean throwing paint on somebody is definitely not kind i guess yeah. it'd be harmful right it's harmful got in her face and her i could have gotten in her eyes or something so that's not good but she didn't even go with the paint to try to cover up the signs she purposefully splashed it on to maggie yeah, yeah. so i found that interesting because we have had people spray paint our signs right um, and we've even had people, okay, if you stand in front of the signs while they're spray painting, they're going to spray yeah, paint you, right. but they're not like targeting you. It's not like people are coming up to, so I found it interesting that she wanted to splash paint on Maggie. So why do you think that was? She felt personally attacked by what we were doing. Yeah, right. I think that's right. I mean, we, um, I don't know if both of you remember, but uh, um, something we, we all read in your internships was the coddling of the American mind, this yeah. article that spoke about how words are now violence. And so mm -hmm. we, um, because of gender politics and so on and so forth, moving forward to today, we have this, we identify a certain group. Anyone who speaks against our group is committing violence against mm -hmm. us. So we're justified in acting violently. So Maggie saying that abortion is wrong was committing violence against this young girl's life. And so she was justified in her mind in acting violently toward Maggie. That's, that's dangerous. Yeah. Uh, like self-defense. So in her mind, it's yes. self-defense, right? I'm attacking this woman yeah. because she's attacking me. Because Maggie's disagreement, I guess, is huh. violence. Mm -hmm. That's very interesting. I actually didn't even think of that. So the fact that, hey, I'm feeling personally attacked, what you're saying to me is harming me. It's mm -hmm. hurting me. Like, I'm trying to give her the benefit <clears throat> of the doubt saying, well, like, you know, she didn't punch her. You know, she didn't, right. like, commit that type of harm. Um in the grand scheme of things, throwing paint on somebody isn't the worst of the worst thing you can throw on them. I could think of a lot of more terrible things, but paint, obviously, that's not right in any way. But in her mind, she's trying to go to the extreme of we're out there just saying, hey, these human beings are valuable and they matter. Yeah, We shouldn't kill them. And that's violence to her. That's worthy of throwing paint at the least. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, well... I mean, Ethan, you've been here for a few months now. Yeah. This was probably the first paint attack you've ever seen. Yeah. Yes. The first and hopefully the last. Yeah. I don't know if we can say that, unfortunately, yeah. but hopefully that's true. I really hope it is the last. So moving on from that, after the paint was thrown, this girl runs away because obviously she is going doesn't want to get caught for doing this. Well, so, which is, I guess, a side note, right? Like the authorities are still working on this. So we always turn it over to them. So, yes. yeah. so we are not at all endorsing just like letting these things roll off. And we, we are dealing with them the right way. Sure, so. sure. Yes, it's definitely no little thing to do damage our property, which it did get on our sign too. And then also harm Maggie. A so person. yes, which is even more, way more. Because we're against violence our... against people. Yeah. It's crazy it how we're together. consistent. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry, yeah. you were saying that she ran away. No, she ran away, so we couldn't really, you know, talk to her or anything like that. And at this point, you know, it's not really worth talking to somebody who is that, you know, aggressive toward you and is, yeah. you know, 
willing to destroy property and to even go as far to harm a human being. Yeah. But, and I don't know in the real world, you know, I feel like, I guess in the real world, things like this happen a lot more commonly people with like road rage people Mm. with just getting so mad so i feel like yeah you could even be walking down the street with like a pro-life uh sticker on your the back of your uh, well like backpack or something like that and somebody could get real mad at you Mm -hmm. how do you handle this like maggie did a great job she stayed calm she didn't you know lash out and yell at this girl how do you handle when people are not only just saying mean things to you, but actually going so far as to, to act out act out physically on yeah. you? Poor Maggie, too. Like, So when I got the call, this had happened, and Ian said, can Maggie go wash her hair? And I said, sorry. She has to wait for the police to come so they can see what happened to her, yeah. right? So Maggie was very patient, and that's, that's the yeah. first way to respond. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead, though. I was just going to say, when you have somebody who's actually acting out against you physically – definitely just back off. That's not a person that we need to try and have a conversation with at that moment. You're not going to convince them of anything if they are actually doing physical damage to you or your property. You know, you need to back off, call the authorities and let them calm this person down because we don't need to be getting involved in physical altercations with people. That's just dangerous and unwise. No, that is for certain. So, um, and if, if, don't let this situation like make anybody weary of doing outreach because again, you know, at the end of the day, everything was fine. Maggie, yeah. you know, cleaned herself off and, uh, she was good to go the next day to do out- more outreach. And again, the police are handling the situation. So it's nothing to be worried about like majorly, but it is something for us to all take a pause and say, where is our culture at right now? Why is this acceptable? Why would, if most people saw the clip we just played and even saw the clip of her splashing paint on the sign, why would most people applaud the other girl and not defend Maggie? Yeah. That's such a good question. Because Uh, it's no consistency, right? Right. It's lack of consistency. It's also, I think that, I don't know, we tend to align with people with emotions, people we can see and and understand. So people would maybe align with Maggie, but no one cares about the baby. I should say no one. Very few care about the babies. They care more about the girl they can see who's angry with the paint in her hand. Like they Mm -hmm. want to align with, she's emotionally distraught. It's your fault for being here. Okay, no, hang on a second. Why is she distraught? Maybe something in her history. We don't know what, right? But Mm -hmm. for some reason, there's some trauma there that is causing this to come out in an unhealthy way. So the solution is not to celebrate her for acting violently. The solution is this person needs healing, right? right? This person needs to be able to encounter abortion pictures and conversation and not react so violently. There's something very wrong with our world when that is a response to a civil dialogue about abortion. Mm -hmm. And so I think this goes back to we need to not only have conversations with people about abortion out on during outreach, but just in our day to day lives, because this girl is now walking around and there are hundreds, if not thousands of this girl, you know, like the same type of feelings. She has these same beliefs um, and she has the same anger towards people who are pro-life and against people who are against abortion, you know. And so we need to be open and start conversations with people. So in your schools, everybody who's listening, if you're in school, if you have a job or anything like that, where you're around other people, you need to be not ashamed of your pro-life beliefs because if this girl knew how many other people who hold to the belief that innocent human beings in the womb should be protected, also are the same people who are normal and caring and kind in normal life. I feel like that would go so far, especially in this girl. So to humanize Maggie 
not only the other random pro-life person she knows, like if she knew one of her friends is pro-life, I don't think she would have done that to Mag. No, and I think you're right. Like we should be one of the last resorts, right? People should already encounter the pro-life worldview before they meet us. We, yeah. we need to be out there, but before us, they should have had many friends who said, oh, interesting, you're pro-choice. Let me tell you why I'm pro-life in a back and forth dialogue, as you're yes. saying, Lexi, mm-hmm. which would be civil. But we have to be there because those conversations are often not happening. Yeah. But they should happen far more frequently before people ever meet us. Mm-hmm. And so, Ethan, do you have any tips or ideas of how you can actually start conversation like that with a friend or, you know, even in passing with people who are pro-abortion? Have you ever had that experience? I haven't done it a lot because I already do it every day with created equals so i'm just doing it regularly with you guys but definitely with people you work with friends abortion is such a culturally relevant topic that i think it's really easy to naturally bring it up with people it's not something that you have to like try and mince your words really really well to work it into a conversation i think there's a lot more people who think about abortion than you would think Hmm. And there's a lot of people who have an opinion about abortion, more of them than you would think. People just don't talk about it because I think people are afraid to. But being that person who's willing to talk to a friend about abortion, I think many people would actually appreciate having someone who will listen to their views and engage them respectfully in a respectful dialogue because that's something that's just been completely lost in our culture is that ability to have a civil conversation about differences. Well, it used to be challenging, right? You had to think, how can I bring this conversation up? Now, all the time, there are headlines. Right. Ten-year-old girl in Ohio needs an abortion. Um, woman has to cross state lines because she needs an abortion. Now, all yeah. the headlines are skewed for abortion. But you can yes. say, did you read this article? Did you see this, did you see this tweet? Maybe you don't read an article, but did you see this comment? What do you think about that? And just start right. the dialogue that way, right? It's yeah. so easy now. It's everywhere. Yeah. That's interesting. And I think you're right on, Ethan. A lot of people are thinking about abortion more than you. They're talking about abortion. Yeah. And so even if nobody is like outwardly saying something about abortion, you know they probably have an opinion or on some level or even just curious and open. That's the best kind of conversation to have with somebody who's just curious and open. Yeah, your children, your grandchildren, your cousins, your neighbors, whoever, whoever's listening, Mm -hmm. there are people in your life who you probably have not talked about abortion who are thinking about it because now it is such a hot topic. Interesting. Well, that's really awesome. So I know that kind of went to a different point at the end of the episode, but I think that's more tangible because I'm hoping every Everybody who's listening to this podcast is not going to have black paint thrown all over them. Okay, but if you do, you now know what to do. You just act like Maggie, okay? You just pretend you're Maggie for a minute and you don't really, you know, do anything. You just stand there, take it, <laughs> um, and then go call the police, okay? <laughs> and call Maggie about how you wash out of your hair. She has the. Has she, she'll tell you how to do it. Yes, exactly. But thank you guys for listening to this episode. Please go leave us a five star review so that more people can find this podcast. That's all we have for this week. And as always, thank you for debriefing with us.